Well, hello, and welcome back to another fun, scary edition of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth. <laughs> I am here to skill the bejeebies out of you today. <laughs> oh, we got some great stuff, guys. Of course, more lighthouses. Uh, I'm going to cover uh, Massachusetts today, their lighthouses. So, with that being said, ladies and gents, I guess we'll dive on into the show. But thank you guys for listening, though, to Ghost Stories Told from the South. Like I said, I'm your host, Stephen LeBooth. I've got some great, scary stuff for you today. <laughs> um. Hope you had a good week. Hope you had a good th- uh, Thanksgiving holiday. Hope uh, you got nice and uh, fat like I did. Ate a lot of turkey. A lot of stuffing. A lot of dressing. I mean, same thing. Uh, and gravy and stuff. So, yeah. It was it was all good, man. But I'm ready to uh, tell some... Man, yesterday was great for scary stories. That's when I did my, a lot of my research yesterday. It was cold. And... Uh, who is that? Oh, sorry. It was cold and rainy yesterday. It was just perfect to just stay inside and research. So, I got some good stories for you today. Gonna go over um, four lighthouses today. The Boston Harbor Lighthouse. The Bird Island. Well, the Boston Harbor Lighthouse. It, oh, wait. Nope. Gonna go the Baker's Lighthouse first. It's called the uh, the Haunted Bell, and then number two is the Boston Harbor Lighthouse, and it's the uh, Tale of the Walk, the Ghost Walker. And then we got Bird Island Lighthouse, which uh, the pirate was the first keeper, and then we got the Garnet uh, Plymouth Lighthouse. And it's the long goodbye story. So, it should be very, very interesting. Oh. Okay. Well, like I said, I hope everybody's been having a great holiday. I mean, a great Thanksgiving week. Weekend. Hope uh, Monday and Tuesday hasn't kicked your butt so far. But, yeah. Kind of on track this week. I'm getting to record early. So, I love it. But uh, I want to send a shout out to everybody who downloads and keeps giving us uh, a thumbs up on stuff and five star reviews. We're getting uh, offers to be on different platforms and all that. So we're going to start expanding more. And I want to thank you for that because if our fan base wasn't growing, we wouldn't be growing. So thank you guys for listening. And it might sound small potatoes to some people, but since July, we have been hitting over uh 300 downloads a month so that's pretty good for a little old podcast from Minerwells, texas i think but i'm glad everybody listens to us and all that good stuff so hey hey we will check them out all right well let's get on with the first story our first story is the haunted bell the baker island lighthouse The haunted foghorn, the Baker's and on Baker's Island. Baker's Island is located near Massachusetts in one of the strong the string of fifteen islands, 
in Salem Sound. This island was uh, known was known as the uh, misery known as the miseries because of the large number of <coughs> shipwrecks that occurred in the area in the years past. During the Golden Age, Salem Sound was a uh, sailboat mecca for the rich and famous, but many boats capsized just as ships had in previous years. Because there was nothing in place to help them navigate these uh, islands, rough shorelines, and rocks. In an attempt to solve the problem, the Baker's Island built a oh to solve the problem baker's island built a day beacon in 1791 but it was not much help for the sailors at night or in foggy weather the salem marine society approached congress for the money to replace the beacon with a lighthouse congress uh passed the bill and gave them six thousand dollars to renovate and make the uh, light bigger in january of 1998 twin twin lighthouses lit the uh, lamp lit the lamps for the first time lit their lamps for the first time so not only one lighthouse but they built two it's pretty cool uh it's a lighthouse but you need to go check it out these twin towers were located 40 feet apart near the two-story lighthouse. They were originally fueled by whale oil. By 1926, only one light was still in use, and it was uh, electrified, which means they, put ele they ran electricity to it. Some cottages were originally built on the island in, the in 1907, Today, many of these homes are still owned by their original family line. That's pretty cool. They've been passed down through generation through generation. During the winter months, the island is deserted except for the lighthouse keeper. For the expansion of the lighthouse, the island does not have electricity, so gas lights are still used. Access to the island is via one pier and one recent in recent years residents there the guests are unusually that only people that only people are allowed on the Baker's Island. So either you live there or you're gonna be a guest. That's the only way you can get on the island. For over a hundred years the island has uh, hosted a variety of uh invited guests just happen to see the that just happened to see ghost. Here is the tale of just one of these uh, tales. This ghost has been heard by and annoyed every resident on the island, and at one time or another, he announces his presence by ringing the old unseen foghorn. The massive ghost only rings are blares the that's air horn at night never during the day the horn never seems to ring back the horn never seems to ring only seem the uh got him getting tongue-tied the horn only seems to ring in bad weather which was the original purpose 
if only blares on crystal clear at nights. Okay, so here's what it's saying. I just fucked it up. Sorry about that. Um, basically, is what it's saying. The horn blares on crystal clear days, but it's meant to blow when, you know, it's a foggy day and you can't see the damn island. One unique story told about its foghorn's unexpected ringing occurred in 1898. There was a reunion held on the island for a group of four former lighthouse keepers. That night, as they stood waiting on the pier for their ferry to arrive, they all heard the foghorn ringing loudly. Tragically, during the during their boat ride back to the uh, mainland, a violent storm hit. Their 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 ferry capsized, and all all but one of these lighthouse keepers uh, drowned. Ever since, ever since then, it has been stated that this is the horn ring and lights flickering on and off in the same... Oh, well, somehow I missed an effing page once again, Stephen. Oh, anyways, that's what it's saying. Uh, oh, sorry. Tragically, their boat ride back to the mainland, their ferry capsized, and only one of the light keepers drowned. Uh, yeah, but one of these lighthouse keepers drowned. Ever since then, it has uh, stated that horn ra- uh, rang. So that's one reason why it rings. And, you know... And, you know, sometimes there are uh, summer cottages and all that. The lights are flickering on and off in these homes when they are unoccupied. And it's a foghorn. It goes off. Well, that kind of makes sense. It's just that uh, guy letting a warning out, you know. But it's weird it does it during the day. Here's some more stuff I found. Uh, the Baker's Light is just six miles off the coast of Salem, home of the infamous witch, witch trials, which reportedly haunt and phantom the Foghorn Bell. This, uh, Miss Chine Bell sounded a warning to sailors, you know, in danger or in fog, yada, 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 all that good stuff. The lighthouse keeper had to go out in the storm one night and manually strike a hammer against the bell to warn the mariners, you know, they're safe. The bell was replaced finally, and the new bell reportedly failed, and the frustration kept uh, keeper left the post. That's one story. Then 17 years later, while visiting the lighthouse by steamer, the keeper and his fellow passengers heard the bell after dropping a few passengers off at the nearby harbor and a wind spot suddenly rose up from the sea, capsizing the boat and drowning a few of the passengers. The former keeper who survived believed the bell was sounding a warning. Hmm, so you never know if you go around that place what you might hear.
Well, I hope everybody enjoyed that. Could y'all imagine, though, the being a light keeper there during the winter and seeing them other houses flickering shit and be like, there's no one here. On a nice, clear day, hearing that horn go off. Yeah, that'd be some crazy stuff. Well, I guess we would do our next story. Our next story is The Ghost Walk. Boston Harbor Lighthouse. The Boston Harbor Light on the Little Brister Island was the first lighthouse built in the prior Revolutionary War colonies. That's who it was built from. Them guys built it. The original structure was cone-shaped and first lit by candles and later oil lamps. It was destroyed by the British Army, uh, by a British Army ship in, Bo- in Boston after a colonial military man twice attacked it. When the war was over, a new a new tower was erected, and that stood seventy five feet above the sea and prevailed against uh, hurricanes, hurricane gale force winds, and high seas for more than two hundred years. That's a long time. A new Fresnel lens was installed in 1859, making Boston Light visible for 16 miles. Little Brewster held its share of shipwrecks of shipwrecks and had its share of shipwrecks, uh, shipwrecks, though not as many as other lighthouses. Sailors still speak of the of Ghost Walk. Uh, walks several miles from the island where the lighthouse signal cannot be heard. New Englanders and others believe that the area is haunted. All right, let's see what else we got on this. Let's see. (coughs) There's reports of a, uh, of course, that's the figure walking. And nobody really knows why or nothing. There's no story I couldn't find on it. But supposedly that's one of the the, the ghosts trying to warn, hey, there's uh, bad cliffs over here. You know, you're going to die. That's supposedly they think why, but they think the whole area is haunted. There's been reports of footsteps there, uh, voices, and all sorts of creepy stuff. I mean, you got to think these lighthouses, these people live there every day, every second, every minute, they couldn't leave. It was a lighthouse job, so they couldn't leave. So they spent every waking minute there. People raised their families in these houses. Different generations of uh, people live there. So, yeah, it was uh, pretty spooky, they say. See what else we got. I know we got some more great stuff, guys. All right. Well, well, well. I hope you like that little story. This one's going to be pretty cool, too, because it involves a pirate from the past that gets a civil job like a regular person. All right. Number three is the Pirate Keeper, the Bird Island Lighthouse. The first keeper of the Bird Island Lighthouse was allegedly a pirate. William Moore. Moore, who fought against the English in the uh, War of 1812, owned the government enough money 
to justify their banishing him to the lonely life of a lighthouse keeper. He was assigned to the Burt Island Lighthouse in 1819, taking his wife, who apparently married him when he was financially uh, secure in life, Mr. or Mrs. Moore, suffering from tuberculosis and addicted to tobacco, was forbidden to leave the island as her husband feared the feared that once gone she would never return the damp the uh, the dampness of the lighthouse aggraved her condition it made her condition work cuz the uh, just kind of being just dampy and just clammy and cold all the time i guess but it made her uh her condition worse, and people on the mainland could hear her cries. The local doctor implored more to allow her tobacco, but she uh, suddenly refused. The townspeople described by her wailing took pity on her and smuggled tobacco to her, despite fearing her husband. When she finally died, Nate, uh, when she finally passed away, Moore raised the distress flag, and a minister went to the island before be, preferred and performed the funeral. Relatives, oh, to perform the funeral rites and lay her to rest. The angry townspeople blamed Moore for her death. And then he turned blame from them, blame them for not respecting his wishes. Rumors flew that Moore murdered her and covered up the truth, the true cause of her death. According to the local agents, several of Moore's successors reported seeing an old woman's ghost hunched over, knocking at the door late at night. Hmm, that would be pretty creepy. All right, I found some more stuff. Well, this is all pretty much the same thing. I mean, to the T. So, anyways, people that have lived there in the past, after that guy died, everybody was like, dude, her ghost is still there. So, more Keepers they had that stayed there was like, uh, yeah, guys, uh, this place is haunted. What are y'all doing? All right, let's go over number four. Okay, I'm not going to do number four because I'm pretty much done. I have someone who dropped in to say hi. Uh, why don't you say hi, guest? Hello, everybody. Long time no see. <laughs> well, she's not really a guest. She's one of the founders of the show. Yes. I have not been on the show for a while, if you have not been caught up and listening. But, yeah, I, I had some free time today, and I figured I'd come update you guys and do a story. So Yeah, because uh, where she works, it's kind of haunted. Yeah, I wanted to talk about my work and then, like, some of the stuff that I found. I couldn't find, like, specific vet places that were haunted so like i just had to do ghost dog stories which is fine that's still cool yeah that's still cool i've been doing lighthouses oh okay i'm gonna give them a break 
Yeah. I don't know. I got to thinking one day. We really haven't covered a whole lot of lighthouses. No, we really haven't. I think I did like one or two, but we yeah. didn't do a lot. But yeah, so if you don't know, I work at a vet clinic. Um, and it's probably not as haunted as like the house or Ashley's, but it's, it's still relatively there. Since I've been there, we've had like 20 dogs die. So you can only yeah. imagine. Um, and so I'm just going to tell my side, like how I experience stuff. Um, at my, at my work, I'm a kennel tech, but I help with the vet techs and like they're training me and stuff. Well, I was helping on a dental one day and, um, if you don't know what dental is, it's literally just like what we do for our teeth, but (coughs) on dogs and cats, I was helping one day, you know, making sure they don't die during the surgery. And I was cutting their nails as you're supposed to do. And I put the quick stop, which is something that helps, like, if you cut your nail, it helps you stop bleeding really fast. Put that on the counter behind me. Me and my, um, I don't know what she'd be. Me and the girl working on the surgery turned around and, like, watched it fly off the counter. Because we were both looking for something. We turned around and it just, like, flew across the room. And we all were like, (laughs) I know, right? We were all like, did you see that? Did you see that? And everyone's like, that wasn't me. And we even looked at each other and was like, did you do that? When we know damn well none of us did it. So, yeah, yeah, that was, that was one of my first things that happened. Um, and then there's also an old clinic cat that um, had got attacked by a dog and it killed it. And so, like, that happened and his ashes are actually there. And, like, you can see him kind of sometimes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, wow. it's weird. Or, like, you can feel it up against you like a cat going by you, but, like, none of the other cats are around or no dogs. So then you're like, oh, <laughs> cool. On that paranormal uh, and caught on camera, they had one like that. you seen it kind of form, and it was a cat, and then you see it kind of walk or then lay down. Oh, gosh. It was weird. Yeah, it, I haven't had it, but other people have told me about it. So, um, So, like I said, whenever I was looking up stuff, I just found, like, ghost dog stories i didn't really find like certain places that were haunted well one common thing in all three of these stories it it's this the animal in the story was like a hero before it died like it would help with everyday to do stuff making sure people don't like die and then like in its afterlife it's still doing that oh wow it's pretty cool but i don't know what i would do if any of these happened to me um i'm not gonna go word for word for these but I am going to, like, look over them and then summarize it so I don't have to do word for word. And if you hear some whining in the background, it's our uh, studio dogs. We got some that got left outside. Oh, yeah, so they're the pouting. studio, so they're, like, pouting. Let us in. Yeah, they're so upset, but they'll be fine. All right, so this first one um, is, I mean, I was like, what? So, basically, there is this boxer, um, the dog, not, like, the dog breed, not, like, an actual boxer. Um, who died, um, whenever he ran onto the road to save a boy who was trick-or-treating. Um, and this is the story about that. So, according to the tale, a 13-year-old girl and her younger brother were out trick-or-treating one Halloween night. Then the boy fell behind after he had dropped some candy in the road. You know, he went to bend, he went to bend over to pick it up. And then this car came speeding so fast through the neighborhood and almost hit him. But the dog, who was the neighborhood dog, um, sped out to the road and, like, pushed the boy aside. So the car hit the dog, and um, that's how the dog died. But 
he traded spots basically he saved the young boy so um then they say now that like every halloween um they see they hear like a disembibbled um disembodied sorry um barking and then you can also like feel and see him go up against you or nudge whenever like they're about to walk into the road and the car's coming so like he like saves lives in the after he's a lifesaver yeah sorry and you're over there hitting stuff but i thought that was pretty cool because like all of them are like that um this next one there's a ghostly dog of atlantic city um called nightlife Mm. yeah it's i like the name um Apparently, this dog was owned by a local bartender in his life. Um, the dog, in why it was still alive, alive, the dog was said to walk home. Um, people who had had a little bit too much to drink, you know, guided them to the traffic lights and then returned to the bar and would wait for other people to come out. Um, he would jump in the taxi cab cars um, to help, like, make sure nothing happens to the humans, I guess, on the way home. And then they, the cab drivers take him back to the bar. So, like, I mean, again, the dog, like, helped in real life. Well, um, whenever he died, um, he was buried in the local pet cemetery. And then people just said after that, he started showing up and did the same thing he did whenever he was alive when he died. Yeah. Except when he got to the taxis, he would, like, they would open the door to let him in and then he'd just vanish. That's crazy. Yeah, I was like, but that's cool, though, like... Yeah. Having a... Sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, she's just knocking stuff off. I keep on hitting everything. It's been a while. She's not used to recording. And if you hear that rustling, I'm trying to fix my papers. <laughs> yeah. We're not so. doing a show where we make sounds. Yeah. This one, this is the last story I have, is from the 1800s. Yeah, I know. It's why a while back. So, there is this dog named Sheba... And she was traveling from Cuba to the Bermuda, 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 Bermuda by ship along with, you know, the family. And then it had their, you know, mom, dad, two uh, daughters. Um, during the journey, the ship was heavily hit by a hurricane, like a really, really, really bad hurricane. And it tore apart the ship. The two girls were just in the water dying, basically, because, like, the waves and stuff were hitting them. Well, Sheba, the dog, jumped in the water and tried to keep, like, had both of them and tried to keep them above the water. Yeah. But one of them got swept under. And then the dog did, too, came up and got one of the girls to safety and then jumped back in because he heard the other one crying for help. And then the dog and that girl that he tried to save was never seen again. Ah. Yeah, I know. It's sad. But. You can still um, see the ghost of them. Yep. It's a German Shepherd, and people say that they see this German Shepherd in the Bahamas, and it appears, swims out to sea, and then vanishes after it dives under. Huh. Like, um, and it, there's, like, two reports of the ghost uh, dog coming, like, out, getting the person to the shore, and then diving back in and disappearing. So, like, it's, I think it's cool in all these, that, like, there's some ghost dogs out there. Yeah. Trying to save everybody. That's cool. It's pretty cool stuff right there. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I tried to find some vet clinics because I was like, there has to be. Yeah, because animals die and animal spirits are just or like Or like when spirits. the doctor dies and that's well, been like yeah. their whole life for like 50 well, yeah. years. Like there has to be something. Something like that. And I, I want to try to find some and say like 
come back on because I, I don't know, just it's really cool. Be cool to dig into that. <laughs> yeah, like sorry, that was my phone. Can you but, believe uh, it? Like an eighteen episodes will be on a hundred. I know it's like so. Oh, I can't. And I told it. them how since June we've been averaging like over two hundred downloads a month. Yeah. Well, and then sorry, excuse me. Like in a couple months, it'll be our three year of doing this. Or two year. Two year. Yeah, in April or May. Yeah. Of next so. year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. That's gonna be so, and it'll be here before you know it. Oh, I know. It's already almost Christmas, and November's about to be over. Yeah. So I'm like, wow. But since it's Christmas and you stopped in here, well, I think I might, for the rest of the year, till Christmas, I'm going to look up scary Christmas stories like the, the I want to figure out the, like if the Krampus thing's real. We should yeah. do something on that. Well, like, I know special. it's a German legend, and the Germans, that's what they used to tell their kids. If they're not good, Krampus comes. Oh, well, we need to explore that because maybe there's like actual. Yeah, because the Europeans have a lot of folklores and stuff. Back in that time, so that'd be that's what I'll do for the next episode for the to close out December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be cool. And then we're gonna have one section. We're gonna get Ashley over here, and her and Lexi's gonna talk about all the crap that goes on in their house. Oh my gosh, stuff happens left and right. Like it's crazy. It's yeah, freaking crazy. Well, it's just like one night we was sitting here at the house at my house, and Ashley was coming over with her daughter, and me, Lexi, and Stephanie could have sworn we heard her daughter's voice go, Hey, Max. Well, yeah, we were all in the kitchen, and um, we heard, you know, Jilly's voice. We all run over to the front. We're like, Oh, yeah, they're here. All of us are like, Yay. Stephanie goes to look, and she's like, There's nobody here. Yeah. And the was... dogs are, like, kind of happy and, like, excited for somebody to be over, but there's nobody there. Yeah, and everyone looks at me like, Oh, is anyone going to eat? Are you going to say something? I'm yeah, not, we're all just like looking say. at each other. Well, and then one night, remember whenever Ashley and Stephanie saw that cabinet open on them? Oh, yeah, at her house. They yeah. be, they can be sitting there cooking and the cabinet will open up by itself. Yeah, Stephanie yeah. and her were looking at each other like, did you see that? Whenever yeah. they both like didn't do it. Shit happens over there. Yeah, she loves it. It's great. If it's well, not the ghosts, it's the dogs. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe next weekend she can come over and we can do something for the for Wednesday shows. Yeah. That'd be cool. Well, all right, guys. You have been listening to Ghost Stories Told from the South. This is your co-host, Alexi. And I'm your host, Stephen LeBooth. Remember, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much on any platform now. And there's a new one coming out they want us to get on. They've been reaching out to us, and we're going to do it probably as a... Uh, a wisdom app that's going to start doing podcasts and he wanted us to join. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, it's moving and we're getting bigger and bigger. Taking little strides, but hey, I don't care. But uh, you guys are good to us. Thank you for listening. Don't forget our YouTube channel. I finally got it caught up. I believe... No, I still need a couple more, like two more episodes, but I've got the majority of it caught up, so go check out the YouTube channel and uh, we will see you later. Bye. Bye.